Yo, what's up, guys? Well, <laughs> yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to Limbros in Limbo, and this is Keith. This is Kelvin, and we're just two guys talking about life and uh, providing a nice little guidebook. Nice little guidebook. Dude, I feel like peeing a little bit, but gotta hold it in. Are gotta... you nervous? Are you nervous? Dude, I'm so fucking nervous, dude. I've been waiting for this for a week, man. I've been <laughs> preparing for this shit, but dude. <clears throat> Yeah, so we were gonna talk about Black Lives Matter. Not really. Sorry, Black Lives we're Matter. talking about uh, being afraid. Being afraid. Being afraid. Are you a? No. <laughs> Trevor Noah. Have you watched Trevor Noah before? I've watched. I've watched some of his shows, but I don't follow him religiously. Okay, so that's one of one of his shows in Netflix. He said that you shouldn't use the word pussy for describing a person who is afraid because the the little kitty gets pounded <laughs> all the time but she, they withstand the stress whereas your little lame ass dick you sit on it wrong in the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> the thing is broken dude Trevor Noah is so funny yeah, he's pretty good he's a pretty good comedian I think he he took over after John Stewart. You mean you, you're talking about the Daily Show? Yeah, the Daily Show. Dude, I don't know anything before Trevor Noah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I only know Trevor. I'm a fan of Trevor Noah. Like I really like Trevor Noah. Yeah. But we were gonna talk about being afraid, as in like in Asian culture, like how we describe it. You describe it. So I would describe it as uh, being afraid of conflict. Being afraid of conflict being afraid of conflict because uh i feel like in asian culture you don't want to involve yourself in strangers lives so you just want to protect yourself yeah so you're afraid of like approaching random strangers and because you don't know whether something might escalate into a conflict or not yeah it's more like you don't want to you don't want to get involved in any kind of situation like it might be good it might be bad it might be horrible it might be great but like just kind of like it's better to be safe that's probably the mentality that a lot of people have yeah like be safe like always worry about yourself first don't care about others other people like when i when i was um when the black lives matter thing was going on i called my mom I was like talking to her and she was like, yo, the process is going on. I was like, yeah, it's going on. And she's like, you better not, <laughs> you better not go protest. I'm like, what do you mean you better not go protest? Like I do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> well, I didn't really tell her that, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were giving a really good example of like why, why people. Yeah, why Asian people tend to always play safe. Yeah. And I think... It goes back, especially in America, we have a lot of uh, immigrants. So there's a lot of like parents that came from overseas and migrated to the U.S. for a better life. Yeah. And when those parents, when those older Asians were growing up, they grew up when Asia was just recovering from World War II. So a lot of them had had been brought up with the mental like the survival mode mentality mm-hmm. and you just want to survive you don't want to 
go and like get into a conflict with other people that might ruin your chance of surviving. Yeah. So then they brought it here to America and they tried to raise their kids with that same mentality because that, that was what worked for them. Yeah. Yeah. You were telling me about that situation about like you saw. Oh yeah. yeah. So when I was living in Redmond with a couple roommates, um, I went out for a walk and before I could actually like go on my walk, I, uh, my neighbor was actually working on the roof. He was on the ladder. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly he dropped down and he screamed really loud. I was like, Oh, what happened? And then I looked, wait, 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 before, before you go, what, what race was that person? Uh, well, he's definitely white, but okay. I think he's Ukrainian. Okay. I'm just trying to imagine like how he shouted. Like, it's like, help, help. Or like, yo, I'm in pain, bro. Or like, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he just screamed in pain. Like, he screamed in pain. And then, uh, I think his mom or his wife came out and then she was like, help, help someone help. And then I was there. So I called 911 uh-huh. and, uh, basically the, the ambulance arrived pretty quickly within a couple minutes and the EMS people were, you know, trying to get him to breathe, check his, um, check his breathing, check his bleeding, make sure he was okay. Make sure like they could move him properly. And then there's, so in Redmond, there's like a lot of Asian, uh, families. And this one girl, I, I think she was in high school. Mm-hmm. She came up and saw all the commotion. So she wanted to offer her help. Yeah, I want to help. Yes. But this but. was the shocker was when uh, her parents were also there. And when they saw her like approach us, they came running in our direction and telling her <laughs> to stop. Like, like, okay, okay. We up on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically they spoke in Chinese. Okay. Yeah, cause they, I, I, she didn't want them to know like that. I don't think she wanted the other neighbors to know that she was telling her daughter <laughs> to not help. Oi, up on top, So basically, she was like telling her daughters not to help, and then the daughter was so confused. The daughter's like, "Why do you not want me to help?" Dude, yeah, that's it's like so kind of awkward, but <laughs> you, wait, yeah, you understood Chinese. You're like, what the? Fuck? Like, what? But that's that's a, a, such an Asian thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My mom would definitely be like, "Oh, you're not helping her. Like, don't 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 give a fuck about them. Like, it's their business whether they die or not. It's not our <laughs> business. Like, it's only a human's life. Yeah, like, just, I, just don't get involved. You don't want to get involved. Yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen. What if like? What if they, what if they cursed you and then you can never like get a good job in your whole life? Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. yeah, but I, I, I could, I could understand like her perspective, right? Yeah, just because, like, my mom would probably do that too. So like, like at that instant, I was like in my head, instead of feeling like, what the fuck, I was feeling like, yeah, I can kind of relate. Yeah, like that was my first th- like thought. Yeah, it wasn't like. Why are you guys not want your? Why why do you guys not want to help? My yeah. first thought was, 
Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> to every other race other than Asians would be like, what the fuck is wrong with them? <laughs> and then we're like, yeah. Dude, when I was growing up, like my parents would say like, you don't pick things up. Like you don't, sl- you don't simply pick things up on the roadside or whatever too. Because like, there might be spirits in there. And like if you bring it home Like it will haunt you And curse your whole family And then the spirit will forever follow you And then you'll get cancer and shit Yeah there's so many superstitions <laughs> I think my grandma also was kind of like that She was like Just don't bring random stuff home do you, Like you don't know where it might have been Do you think it's true though? I Like even till today I still think it's kind of true Like I still kind of believe it You know what I mean? Yeah I feel like super Like it's okay to believe in superstitions It's just it's not logical, but I think it's just because like you grew up with it and it's like ingrained in your head so deeply that you just believe it, even though it's, it might not be true. Yeah, like how if you point, I think they say like if you point towards the moon, you you are bound to stub your toe or some dude, shit. Dude, like, yeah. Dude. <laughs> and then like, I remember when I, have you seen a red moon before? Uh, kind of, like. It was like a darker shade, like blood moon, like blood red. No, I haven't seen a. Blood you haven't red. seen it before, yeah. dude. I've seen it once. Oh really? I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, no, I think like the the objects thing is more towards. I uh, my parents definitely mentioned a little bit towards um, if it's if it's pretty. If it's if it looks new and it's not supposed like people wouldn't have thrown throw it away, then you probably shouldn't pick it up. Okay. Well, it makes sense in Asia too because like, if you're Asian with that survival mentality, like, you like to hoard stuff. You hoard stuff or you sell it. You're not gonna just throw something nice or new. Like even if you're rich, you're not gonna just throw something nice or new on the roadside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they say if like if if it's new, like something nice, new that doesn't make sense for people to just throw away, most probably there's a spirit in there. Yeah, could be a trap. <laughs> could be a trap. Yeah. yeah, like maybe it's a little horny ghost who wants you. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's definitely prevalent in Asian culture. Like, there's so many temples, and people believe in all like the hungry ghost festival. Yeah, there's a lot of like worshiping of spirits, and lots of different gods yeah because it's like in asia there's a lot of like buddhism taoism different types of uh religions Mm -hmm. that are not christianity Mm -hmm. so like people believe in all these types of things but you like your religion you believe in ghosts and spirits right Yeah, yeah okay like there's different realms right like there's the hell realm ghost realm animal yeah. realm human realm yeah god realm and then bodhisattva realm yeah Something. yeah, yeah. So, so many realms so you do believe in the hungry ghost festival yeah i believe like there are spirits and ghosts but like i, I try not to think about them yeah so it doesn't like affect me Personally, like, I feel like I feel like if there are ghosts, then you just want to be respectful. Just don't be like hostile towards objects. 
because like they might not harm you but what's the point of like trying to make them angry yeah yeah dude you know why i bought a one person's futon why (laughs) (laughs) so that no one can sit right next to you right now (laughs) (laughs) dude i believed in like i am terrified of girls when i was growing up like i ah, dude i love listening to ghost stories i like i love listening to ghost stories where like it's in my school like my school's ghost stories because okay. I want to know about it. I want to know like, oh, this place, people used to hang themselves. This place used to be... Bu-. Like, I've heard ghost stories about like how... I have a teacher who who could see ghosts, kind of. Oh. And he was a teacher at my school. Okay. So apparently, um, there was a camp or something. And one time, he saw a ball... Just like bouncing. Okay. Just constantly bouncing all night long. And dude, he he told a lot of, a lot of like different stories. Like, like in during class, there was one person who felt like he's always getting pinched by something. But he don't know what. <laughs> but the teacher knows what. <laughs> the teacher knows what. Did he tell? I don't think he told. But like, dude, that's so scary. Yeah. He's got the sixth sense. Like, yeah. Like, you don't... Like, I don't think about stuff like this anymore. Ever since I got off high school, I stopped thinking about it. But it is kind of fun to think about it. Yeah. I think, like, all this, like, supernatural stuff, it exists everywhere. Yeah. Like, I think in Western culture, it's more like demons. Demons. Instead of ghosts, like, demons. Yeah. And then Asian culture, it's all spirits and ghosts. Yeah. 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 Dude, we went way off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Asian parents, they are always... Not to say they are afraid. They are not afraid, technically. But they want... They want us to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's better to play it safe than be sorry. Yeah, especially because, like, they want... Like, the stereotype is Asians want their kids to be doctors or engineers, right? Because that's the safe path. Yeah. You can make money, you can have a comfortable living, get... Have a family, you have enough money to support yourself. Yeah. You won't be on the streets or anything. Yeah. But then I feel like nowadays, like we live in a different generation. Yeah. And we want to, we don't just want to survive. We want to live. We want to live. We want to live. So then like, that's the, that's the disconnect between a lot of uh, parents and their children. Yeah. It's because the children were put in a, they, the children were blessed. They were put in a better situation than their parents. Yeah. So they see more opportunities. And they don't see as many, like, pe- as many things that are holding them back. Whereas the yeah. parents, they see, like, a lot of... They've seen, like, they've experienced so much, like, troublesome experiences. Yeah. So they, they just want you to be careful. 
And sometimes they can come off as overprotective, and then that's where all the rebelling happens. True. The world is kind of like a different place too right now. Yeah. Like it's, like it's so much more peaceful. There's no war going on. Hopefully not for well, a long time. Not like direct wars within the first world countries. Yeah, not not where we're living at, yeah. at least. Like there are still wars going on. So like those places, like people are probably going through. Like are going through a lot. Um. Yeah, and right now, like people are, at least like. The countries that are not going through war, or like the countries that we're living in, I guess, dude, we're so privileged. Yeah, yeah, well, we like, are. <laughs> fuck, I, I was trying to think, and I'm like, dude, even in Malaysia, like people are still like, even though they're like internet, the internet is definitely changing the world in a way where you can be successful really quick. Yeah, it just has so many opportunities for whoever is looking. Yeah, but if you think about it, like there's a lot of other countries that are still going through like shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like unstable governments. Yeah. Civil war. Yeah. Like dude, I remember asking my friend from Venezuela. I was like, yo <laughs> I was like, yo, how much does an av- avocado cost? <laughs> like I honestly wanted to know how much does an avocado cost? Cause I thought a lot of avocado came from Venezuela. And I I thought that it would be cheaper in Venezuela, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I so I asked him, I'm like, yo, how much does a avocado cost cost in Venezuela? And he's like, yo, bro, bro, super cheap, bro. Super cheap. I'm like, really? How cheap? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I say. Well, how cheap? And he's like, yeah, yeah, let me Google. Let me Google. And then <laughs> he Googled. I forgot. Like, I think I was the one who Googled. And I Googled. And it was like 17 USD or some shit like that. Because of how inflated their money was. Oh, okay. So, like, it was super expensive. And I was like, yo, I thought, <laughs> I thought you guys made avocado. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... Oh no 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 no! We buy from the black market. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's uh actually that's not supposed to be funny. I think. Okay. <laughs> um. No, but it's crazy to th- like. I didn't even realize. Like when I was thinking about, it, I was like, "Wow, we are very privileged." Yeah, I I feel like uh, everyone living in the U.S. living like kings. Yeah. To be honest, if you compare it to the rest of the world, like even if you're just like living. Um, minimum wage or unemployed, you still get so many benefits, dude. Yes. Like compared to if you live in, like a, poor city in, maybe Southeast Asia, like, even in like if, like if you lived in Bali and you were making what you made in the U.S., you can literally, live like a king, dude. That's what a lot of people have been doing, right? Like, they just work from home but they live in a low cost country yeah like in malaysia it's like 2600 3000 ringgit is 700 dollars yeah 700 dollars 
Dude, you can get seven hundred. Can you get seven hundred dollars from working at McDonald's? Yeah, you probably can make. Like, let's like. I think Seattle minimum wage is fifteen. Yeah. So fifteen. Make like a. Hundred, hundred bucks a day, let's say. Dude, that's crazy. Like post tax, right? So hundred bucks, five, six days maybe if you work weekends. Yeah. So almost three k. Yeah. Dude, and we're always complaining. Yeah. Dude, so even if you make like McDonald's money, and then you move to Southeast Asia, can live pretty well. Dude, you're like a rich person. Yeah. You can spend money like. Obviously, like the people there are gonna be different but yeah but you could live pretty comfortably if you're into that dude that's so true and it makes total sense for like people from other countries to be a lot more survival mode as compared to us damn i didn't like i didn't even realize this going to this topic and then Halfway through, I'm like, "Fuck, we are, we are super privileged." Yeah, like if you compare like our attitudes to our parents' attitudes, it seems sort of like entitlement, but we still work for it. But like if you just compare it side by side, it seems like we're entitled because like we want so much. Like, but we are willing to work for it. It's just that for them back then, like. They couldn't imagine having so much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's better to have a survival mode mentality or a let's live life mentality? I think a let's live life mentality is better. You can find more joy and happiness because you feel like your life is more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. If you're just surviving then okay so like the difference between like survival mode and wanting to live is that survival mode makes you more grateful yeah for luxuries more grateful yeah okay. because you appreciate what you have more yeah and like having like that gratitude also can make you happy yeah right and then but then like the living life attitude lets you experience the world more fully because you get to do things that are outside your comfort zone yeah and you get to learn more about yourself that that's why like happiness comes from like inside right yeah Yeah. Yeah. you can't like look for it outside because happiness is relative yeah it's like if if you decide to be happy, it's not even like what you do. It's just like what if you decide to be happy and meditate. I, I read the the book The Power of Now. Okay. Before have you read it before? I've heard of it, but I didn't I didn't read it. Really good book. But the book basically say, says that like if you are entirely in the moment, like your brain is nowhere else but now then that's true happiness. Yeah, especially if you can just appreciate the now. Yeah, like appreciate how soft my pants feel or how 
how cherry this chair is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how how heartwarming our conversations are. Facts. And uh, how how vibrating the vibrations of our sounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I gotta like think about it because like the, the the whatever I just say doesn't really make sense at all. <laughs> um, we are talking about survival mode and experiencing life. Honestly, it's not like living life; it's more like experiencing life. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's kind of it's like sometimes, sometimes. When I was growing up, I always thought like I need to make a million dollars. I need to make a billion dollars or whatever how much money I want to make. Then I'll be happy. And then recently, like even having conversations with you, it makes me start thinking like, you know what? I still want to make a lot of money. But at the same time, I can see why people don't mind not making money and just wanting a family. Yeah, there's just you know people want different a lot of things and then everyone's different and people want different things so yeah and like that that's one thing that me and my friend always say said um my friend Yakub great great greatest person ever oh yeah um like I I didn't like coding at at the start. I enjoyed it, but like I did not love it. And he was telling me about his story, and it really changed my mind. Like he's al- he's also one year younger than me. He was my senior, but he was one year younger than me. And he was like, when I first, when I first learned about coding, I did not really, I did not really enjoy coding, but I had to teach myself to love it. Cause if I'm gonna do this for my whole life, or like for ten years, twenty years, might as well be happy, and like, and then he just taught himself to be happy. He taught himself to be passionate about coding, and like, like he's really good at coding right now. He loves coding. We always talk about coding stuff, but like it's really interesting to to see how. That you can actually teach yourself to love something. It's not really about, oh, <laughs> like your passion. Uh, pa- I mean, if you have passion, that's a, a bonus. But sometimes passion can be taught. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I can. I can see that. I feel like uh, maybe he found it rewarding. So then, because it was rewarding. Then he found he was able to find it fun. Yeah. Cause of the dopamine rush, like when you do something and then you get rewarded for it, feels good. So he probably uh likes that feeling. Yeah. Um. But it's also sort of like talent versus hard work, right? Yeah. Like some people are talented, but they don't work hard. So. 
versus like people who are not as good, but they worked really hard and taught themselves through experience um, that this is how you should do it, how you should approach it, and then they get they get better. The only time like talent beats hard work is if it's talent plus hard work. Talent plus hard work. Yeah. Damn. That's an unstoppable force. But for most people, you just have to work hard because there's a bunch of talented people, but those talented people just don't have the drive. They don't have the determination, like the grit mm -hmm. to push through. And that's like a talent in and of itself, right? Because grit is something that you have to learn. Everyone has to learn to push through. Yeah. And sometimes people who have talent, they never had to push through. So then when they encounter something difficult, if they encounter an obstacle, they suddenly they're just like deer. There's in a the headlight. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Then they give up. Yeah. But then people who were not as talented, they don't see it as impossible. They see it as hard, but possible. So that's like yeah. a certain mentality that benefits people who are not talented. Yeah. So talent plus hard work equals to prodigy. <laughs> talent itself is smart. Hard work itself is smart. No talent, no hard work. <laughs> GG.com. <laughs> no talent, no hard work. Unemployment benefits, bro. Unemployment <laughs> benefits. <laughs> <laughs> <A> deportation, bro. <sighs> but yeah, so do we keep going off topic? <laughs> okay, so basically, survival and live living your life to the fullest or experiencing it's, it's actually determined by your privilege in a way <clears throat> like if you grew up poor or like grew up with like having to be safe that saving that being safe is more has a better payback as compared to being risky you probably prefer being safe right yeah Especially if you've experienced like a lot of setbacks, can definitely make you feel like, oh, it's better to be safe. Yeah. That's why like people always advise you to take more risks when you're younger. younger. Yeah. Because when you're older and you take risks, those risks have a higher chance of backfiring on you. Yeah. Or if they backfire on you, the consequence is much heavier. Yeah. So if you're Asian, wait, so if you're Asian, should you be worried about life or? I think uh, as, as Asians in this generation, like we should be willing to, you know, get out there and express ourselves more. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's always good to, to be safe and take calculated risk, right? Yeah. Definitely plays out a lot better for a lot of Asians. That's why like Asians make a lot of money compared to other demographics. Oh, because they play safe? Yeah, because like they they play it a bit safer. They don't there's not like a lot of emphasis is on education, which is definitely an important thing like no matter how you look at it. 
Um, but Asians are not. A lot of Asians are not, or at least Asian Americans are not in, like, uh, in Hollywood, or entertainment. Yeah. Just because like their parents were pushing them towards acad academia instead of the arts, you know. Yeah. It's also probably partially because of how Hollywood. Well, from what I've read, Hollywood, you, you are preferred if you're white. Yeah. So in a way, like even if I read a lot about how Asians have to change their name to having a white name, just so that they can get a role. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I mean. It's all about money at the end of the day. Yeah. So they just want to make more money, and stereotypes are hard to change for that reason. Dude, tell me about it. But Netflix is definitely doing a good job in like globalization. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like globalization of like now, there's so many like Chinese movies or like whatever. Yeah, so movies. many Korean dramas on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I I'm personally not a big fan of Korean drama because uh. Because everyone in Malaysia loves Korean drama, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, nah, I don't want to watch it. Something that everybody watches. Yeah, I was I had a phase for like a year, like where I like Korean dramas were cool, but then after watching like five dramas, it felt sort of the same, and then oh really? Yeah, it felt like they follow the same plot, so I just kind of stopped. I think the last Korean drama I watched though was uh. can't remember the name actually but it's uh itaewon class Itaewon. i think i heard of that yeah, yeah. that one was pretty good okay. i was i was i was i was pretty happy i watched it because it was different for sure okay i remember the last one i watched was boys over flower oh dang that's that's super long ago dude i love boys over flower that's... i remember crying watching it <laughs> i think i i definitely cried i'm a cry baby okay <laughs> when it comes to drama but dude Alright Guys We went off topic a lot This episode But This Is the But we hope you enjoyed it You know Yeah we do hope you enjoy it This is all the time we have For this episode So We'll check you guys out later This is Keith This is Kelvin And welcome to Limbros in Limbo Peace out Adios